0: back.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the Grumpy Old Man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Now, Grumpy, um, definitely have some Islanders news today, um, but I kind of want to start off a little bit more broad um, before we kind of dive into the Islanders. Um, The Seattle Kraken are going to be the new NHL team um, coming up here in the 2021-2022 season. Um, they released officially the logo and the, the team name they're going to associate there with the Seattle organization. And I, I kind of want to get your take on it, Grumpy Old Man. What do you think about the Seattle Kraken? What do you think about, number one, the name? And what do you also think about the logo? Uh,
0: I don't care about the name. The logo is blah, is okay, I guess, better than other logos. Uh, the thing I got out of it was it's nice to see that Alicia Silverstone is able to get some work. She of clueless fame. Uh, They had the director of marketing, I don't know the young lady's name, kind of talked about the history of hockey in Seattle. And she was just very Valley girl. And, you know, uh, the Kraken and the fact that there's such history in Seattle. Of course, I'm playing it up a little bit. But it struck me because I just kind of kind of had it on as background noise, and for me to even look over, it meant okay, what's going on over here? And <laughs> uh, and I just like I said, I don't know how she got to be director of marketing. She looked like she's about twenty years old, uh, maybe twenty-two, and she talked about Gertie who lived under the bridge, the Tacoma Bridge, and you know the water and this. Oh my gosh! Like I said, and I am playing it up a little bit, but I just thought it was. A little valley girlish for the, uh, you know, how you want to introduce your team name and the history of the, uh, you know, how you got to be the Kraken name. That's all.
1: <laughs> um, I haven't seen that grumpy old man, so I can't speak too much on it now. <laughs> you're,
0: not miss- you're not missing anything, honestly.
1: Well, I'm interested, based off of just what you said, I'm interested to check it out because I, I haven't seen it. The only thing I really took away from the Seattle Kraken, I didn't watch necessarily the unveiling ceremony, the unveiling ceremony. Um, the only thing I really I had, I had seen was, number one, the name. And I don't mind the name Kraken. I don't. I know some people don't like it. I, I'm kind of indifferent towards it, whatever. Kraken's fine. You can go ahead and name your team whatever you want. doesn't bother me. Um, the logo was the thing that kind of irked me the most you had you know, years to go ahead and pick, number one, a team name as well as a logo, and what we get out of the new Seattle organization is a fancy little S with a little red eye in the middle that you could have made in WordArt or on GIMP or in any type of editing software. It could have taken literally an hour or two to go ahead and put that together, and that's what they come up with. Literally, it's <laughs> what we saw there is that S was extremely plain, and, and that's kind of... That's where my beef, I guess, is with all this because, you know, I do some editing and everything like that of photos and it was just so plain and generic. And and when you're starting a new organization, you really have a chance to separate yourself. And when you look at it, when the the Vegas Golden Knights did so, um, I thought thought they had a pretty good logo when the Vegas Golden Knights came out with one. But, you know, you're supposed to be able to separate yourself with that logo in the team name. And I don't think they did a great job with the logo.
0: Well, with uh, that young lady as a director of marketing, I'm not surprised that's what the logo it came up to look like. Uh, <laughs> I, think she, I believe she was trying to spit out something like their tentacles, I, you know, whatever. It. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. They got the tentacles to look like an S. They got a little uh, little red dot there to symbolize an I, uh, whatever. I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's Seattle. It's a million miles away. They're not going to be good. Honestly, for a while. Um, well, we
1: don't know that grumpy old man. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights did a superb job to their NHL um, NHL expansion draft. When you think about it; they've had extreme success already in the short in the short history or the short um, the short little time the short little time period that they have been an NHL organization.
0: Well, yeah, but Vegas didn't hire Alicia Silverstone to be the director of marketing, so I just don't think that's a good thing for your franchise going forward. Uh, I want people who are more professional. That, and, you know, <laughs> it, but to be honest, right, it's a billion-dollar industry, and that's, you know, whatever.
1: And I understand. I, I cannot wait to watch it, but <laughs> I know you're hamming it up a little bit, I'm sure. I am.
0: I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not really ripping the girl, but like I said, she sounded. She definitely sounded very Valley Girl to me. <laughs> I'm a grumpy old man, so maybe I'm off mark. I doubt it, but who knows. <laughs> and she's pretty, though. She's really pretty.
1: Well, Grumpy, that kind of moves us a little bit into our next topic of discussion. We're going to talk about the matchup um, of the Islanders against the Florida Panthers, but I think we'll actually have, well, yeah, we will talk about the matchup because there will be a game before our next podcast. Um, But Grumpy, the Islanders released their roster that they're bringing to Toronto, that they're flying off with today. And it was rumored originally that they were going to have 28 skaters and three goalies. Because for this playoff scenario, the teams were allowed to bring 31 players on their roster. And today, they actually released who they're bringing on the trip. And let's put it like this. They had 27 skaters and three goalies. Um, On that list, obviously, most notably, Kiefer Bellows was excluded from the team. Um, And color me confused, grumpy old man. Why on God's green earth would Lou Lamarillo purposefully go to Toronto shorthanded? They give you the opportunity to travel with 31 players and you are only bringing 30 players on your roster. What type of negative impact could Kiefer Bellows have on your team? Even worst case scenario, he sits on the bench and doesn't participate in any games. What is the worst impact he can possibly have? He just sits there and absorbs time and practice and eats meals. I I really don't understand what's the point of going shorthanded to Toronto. It makes no sense.
0: Okay, there are three possible scenarios. Okay, none of them good. Number one, the old man can't count to 31. That's a distinct possibility. He said, we're going to have 18 skaters, 10 defensemen, three goalies. Okay, that's 31. He took 30. He can't count to 31. Number two. He misunderstood the rules about having Sorokin come in and not count towards the 31. He didn't understand that rule. That's number two. Or number three, he determined well, we did hear from the league and they told us that, uh, you know, you could have 31 and Sorokin would count towards the 31. Well, if that's the case and Sorokin can't play, why would you put a player on your 31 man roster who can't play? Now those are the three scenarios. He's a moron and can't add. Okay, he didn't understand the rules, or he's going to put a guy on the roster who can't play. Like I said, senility's kicking in big time for this guy. Big time, huge, <laughs> huge. Oh, grumpy. I could I could do a better job than him, without a doubt.
1: <laughs> um, I. I I was very, I was very confused with the entire Kiefer Bellows situation, and
0: and hold hold on one second before before I let you pontificate on that. You asked, you know, what could Kiefer Bellows, him being on the bench, what could it harm? Well, I can tell you what it could help. He could actually score goals. Something this team is not capable of doing. Let's bring. Let's make sure we bring Leo Kamarov. Let's make sure we bring him. He had what? One practice, two practice. He's good enough to make the team. Tom Kunackle is, and I like Tom Kuknokel. I've always liked him. You know that. But what benefit does he bring? Should this guy even be on the roster anymore? I don't think so. They were their steadfast refusal to play the young players is blowing my head off my shoulders.
1: Well, I look at it grumpy and. I understand your point, but I and again I, I want to harp a little bit on this Kiefer Bellows situation and and for a few different reasons. Number one, he led the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in goals this season. Um, he's a goal scorer, a natural goal scorer, a power forward. Yeah, does he turn over the puck a little bit? Sure. Every single young forward turns over the puck, and he produced when he was up here. For the New York Islanders, and albeit you know he scored two goals against the Los Angeles Kings, but if you look at the eight game span he had, he had two goals and an assist with a plus three plus minus, and he was playing fourth line minutes. He was averaging a little under eleven minutes a game, and he still recorded three points in eight games. It makes no sense as to why you would not carry him to the actual the games in Toronto or to not carry at least somebody in that empty roster spot it makes no sense I'm happy they brought Otto Koivula I think he was deserving of that too but it makes no sense as to why you would go shorthanded let's say there's a horrific incident where the Islanders lose two of their top six forwards and let's say they're left wings What are you going to do? You're just going to slide in and try to retrofit a third or fourth line grinder like a Tom Kunockel or an Andrew Ladd and try to slide him in on the first line? I mean, you have a guy in Kiefer Bellows who, who, yeah, sure, he's not the the best defensively and the best two-way forward there is, but he has a knack of putting the puck in the net, which is what you want out of your top six forwards, and you've left him at home for essentially a vacant spot. You brought Andrew Ladd on this trip, Thomas Hickey on this trip, Leo Komroff, Ross Johnson. Given I don't hate these players I'm listing off right now, but I, I'm hate just I hate going over some of them. I hate some of them. <laughs> I'm going over the list of the players and how important I think they would be to the actual team. Do I think Andrew Ladd is going to play a big role this year during the playoffs? Absolutely not. Do I think Leo Komroff is going to play a big role?
0: Probably not. Ross he Johnson, he's going to be a starter. You know that he probably go be first line guy. That <laughs> he loves is,
1: Ross, is Ross Johnson going to play a role? No, I don't think he is. I like Ross. But the at- same token, he <laughs> he's a physical bruiser, and when you have a guy like Matt Martin in the lineup, you don't need a guy like Ross Johnson.
0: Here's a State of the Islanders franchise. They were looking at some some andegger to put on the second line, the Crock Nelson, useless Josh Bailey line, and they've tried – look who they've tried up there. Andrew Ladd. Ross Johnston, Michael Del Cole, Tom Kunackle. Those are your options. Those are your left-wing options for this team. And you don't think that Kiefer Bellows is good enough to put up on – to at least bring. To at least bring. I mean, that's the whole thing. What are you risking? Scoring goals? I know we're kind of adverse to it.
1: Well, this is my thing. To at least bring. I'm not saying and making an argument that he has to be in the starting lineup. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why the hell was he not at least traveling with the team and the organization? I can tell you one thing. When <laughs> when you didn't travel and you weren't part of the traveling squad and college football or any type of sport. You suck. That bo- it's, not, it's not that you suck. It, it bodes well. It, uh, it doesn't bode well. It shows what the organization thinks of you as a player. They don't think too much. They don't even think you're going to go ahead and contribute to the organization this time period around. You weren't even in the equation where if everything were to go catastrophically wrong, they wouldn't even rely upon you to do anything. If we had six forwards hurt, well, we're just rolling Thomas Hickey at left wing. That's how little they thought of you. And, the, and this is my thing. Even if, And I've heard rumors, yeah, Kiefer Bellows might be traded. Maybe they're looking to go ahead and move him in the offseason. Even if that's the case, why the hell do you not bring him on this trip? What is the worst-case scenario?
0: First the only scenario. thing I can
1: think is that Lou misunderstood the rule and that maybe Sorokin does count against it, or he just counted wrong. I really cannot add this up to anything else.
0: So you're going with the lose a moron approach? Okay. I'll pull I'm going that. with
1: it's a big mistake and a colossal blunder. It makes no sense not to completely fill your roster and not bring the, the, the not bring the the allotted amount of players they're allowing you.
0: Well, he signed Andrews Lee to a seven-year extension. Uh he signed uh you know. Jordan, he signed uh, Varlamov to a five-year deal. I mean, you know, the, okay, we're not we're not
1: talking about that. This, right no, now.
0: What I'm saying what I'm saying is his incompetence is not in a bubble here. It's been since he's been there. He just he's too old for the job. I'm just telling you, he's too old for the job. And you got the other guy who sits behind the bench, who's what? Twice in how many years has he been coaching? He's only made it through the second round of the playoffs twice, and he's won a Stanley Cup. And you want know why he won a Stanley Cup because he had absolutely superior talent on that Washington team. Other than that, he'd only made it out of the second round of the playoffs twice in his entire career, and it's not going to happen here with this team.
1: Well, I, you know what? As much as we're trashing on Lou Lamarillo for not – I'm not I'm not talking about Barry Trotz right now. I'm talking specifically about Lou Lamarillo's blunder when it comes to roster management. I, I For the better half of me, this is really going to bug me for – I hope it doesn't bug me too long, but at least a few days as to why in God's green earth he wasn't brought. Or at least someone wasn't brought in that position. (laughs) It just tells you what the organization thinks about him as a player. They don't think very highly of him. And if that's the case, I mean, he's a 22-year-old young forward who kind of picked it up this year in the AHL. And you'd have to figure would be hopefully fighting for a spot next year during the regular season on on the NHL's roster for the New York Islanders. But at least the way things are displayed today, um, he has absolutely no shot. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they try to trade him this offseason and they think very lowly of him. Not to bring him on this trip, I think, is a huge slap in the face for him for what he's accomplished this year in Bridgeport and what he's done as well in his short sample size in the NHL. Given, it's not like he lit the world on fire, but in the same token, he performed. He led the team in scoring in Bridgeport. And to have that slap in the face is just wrong.
0: Do you know what his plus minus was in Bridgeport? Because I don't want, I could care less if somebody turns a puck over periodically. It's going to happen, right? He, he was minus,
1: okay. Well, we have to take this with a grain of salt. Remember, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers were hideous this year. They're right. terrible. I, I'm and just we wanna... still keep Brett Thompson in charge there. But, you know, that's a whole different can of worms. Um, cool. But his plus minus was minus 16.
0: Okay. What, what was everybody else? Do you know what everybody on the average was? And I'll let you look that up when I talk about. Uh, you know something else my whole thing is why was it really necessary to bring 10 defensemen i mean do you really think you're going to need 10 defensemen uh, i mean i don't think you're going to need 10 defensemen um going i mean i would much rather would have taken the extra uh, here's the thing it's not even an extra forward you left a spot empty it's like, well, you know, I know we can bring 31 players, but I'm only going to bring 23 because that's all we play every night. You know, I just I don't understand the mindset at all. Like I said, I'm, these guys were great in the past. Lamarola was a great GM in the past, and he's just not anymore. At whatever he is, 77, 78 years old, whatever he is, the, the game has passed him by, and it, like it does for everyone. And it certainly has passed him by. I'll be honest with you, and it's just—it's frustrating when I think up some of the just think about some of the decisions that this team has to make going forward. Because everything he's done, I would not have done everything.
1: It's—it scares—it scares me a little bit in certain respects. I don't care who you bring; you should at least bring a full roster. It'd be like imagining a college team—they're allowed to travel, I think, with seventy-five or. I think it's six. I can't remember exactly the travel roster. I never really had to worry about that. They, I think it's maybe like 60 or 70. I can't remember how many players they can travel and dress. But it, it would be like Alabama, not traveling, not traveling with the maximum amount of players. They're allowed and allotted. It makes no sense. Maybe you won't go ahead and use those type of players, but in the same token, you <laughs> – doesn't matter. You have to at least travel with those players. I mean, if something catastrophic were to happen, let's say there's a huge amount of coronavirus cases, a huge amount of illnesses out there, and you have to go ahead and sit certain players. What What is your backup plan? You don't even go ahead and fill the roster. To answer your question, Grumpy, I did have enough time to go ahead and actually look at some of the plus minuses from the players down there in Bridgeport. Um, now, Kiefer Bellos was minus 16, and you know that was towards one of the worst on the team. But again, here is the company he was with. Sebastian Ajo, minus 16. Oliver Wallstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, minus 16. Simon Holstrom, minus 15. Andrew Ladd, in the 34 games he played, minus 11. Again, Otto Koivlop, minus 10. I'm not trying to trash on players. They played less games in Bridgeport than, um, than Kiefer Bellows did. But in the same token... Bridgeport struggled as a whole defensively and offensively the entire season. Brent Thompson still being the coach and head coach in Bridgeport is disgusting. I, I don't understand how that man could keep his job. If I performed the same way in producing young talent that could perform in the NHL the way he did and produce wins for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, I'd be out of a job. Um, well,
0: in his defense, in his defense with this regime, he doesn't have to worry about developing young talent because they don't want to play any of the young guys. So they don't have to worry about that. It's him making sure that he keeps a bunch of geezers ready to roll up there. uh, You know, whenever they need them, whenever somebody else breaks down, let's see if we can send another old useless piece of garbage up to the main roster. That's all. That's all Thompson has to worry about.
1: I won't say that. I know. I, I and grumpy. I'm upset as well by this. I just don't understand. That's, I'm trying to. I'm happy, obviously, the hockey's coming back around. I feel confident about the Islanders going into this Florida Panthers series. I really do. But, and before we kind of talk about that matchup and what we think is going to occur during that time period and kind of break it down, the last thing I want to mention about this. I don't think it bodes well for what's in the future for Kiefer Bellows, and that's a shame. The young man's 22 years old. He definitely was able to find his footing and bearing a little bit there in Bridgeport, and it looks like his time with the New York Islanders organization might be coming to a close. And, again, I don't think he was really received a fair shot. Remember, two years ago, he had an outstanding training camp. When he got there to Bridgeport, he didn't perform the way we had expected him to. It took him a while. It took him a full year. To get his feet wet there in Bridgeport, and he started to perform. And we reward that performance and performance in the in practice as well as the intersquad scrimmages with a big fat "you can stay home."
0: Well, like I said, I you know I'm just going to go, and I hate to segue back because a lot of people are saying, you know, if he's still with the Islanders, that he would be exposed for the Kraken uh, expansion draft. And I keep on laughing and say, oh, well, you know, they should protect all the veterans and expose the young guys. With the salary cap not going up in the next three years, why on God's green earth would you ever protect a veteran making a lot of money? Those – I would never, ever, ever unprotect one of the younger players on this team, not one, no koivola no Bellows, Um uh, I, and I, I know I'm missing a few. Dobson is exempt uh, from the from the expansion draft. You're one. talking about a
1: Taves and a Pulak. Players of that nature and you know, the younger players, you don't want to go ahead and expose. I understand that, Grumpy.
0: Scott Mayfield is another one. I would not expose Scott Mayfield to the expansion draft. He's exactly the type of player that Seattle would take. A guy who has makes $1.4 million a year for the next three or four years. He's perfect for a team like that. Why would you expose a player like that? I wouldn't, I would, I would expose everybody on the roster except for the young guys, Lee, Nelson, Eberly, Bailey, Kunakl, uh, Kizik, uh, Sizikis. I mean, all these players and on the defensive side, I would protect four defensemen, four forwards. That's it. And I wouldn't even protect a goalie. I'd let Varlamov go too. I mean, that's what I would do. I would only protect the young guys, the guys who are cost efficient. Hopefully they'll – and they're only going to take one player. Let them take one of your high price price veterans. That's what I want.
1: Well, I don't think you have to worry about a team like that wanting to go ahead and draft a, a guy like Varlamov who is an older goaltender who, <laughs> who does command a little bit of the cap space for – especially for what he produces. He's not cost effective. Um, but, Grumpy, now did you hear about the news out of the, the Arizona Coyotes?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me the news, and I'll tell you if I heard it, because I'm getting senile over here. Um, now,
1: now, you, now, Grumpy. You heard about Taylor Hall? He wanted to wait till the end of the season yes. to kind of see and evaluate what was going on. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, their general manager, John, and I, I know I'm going to butcher this last name. Um, is it Shika? I don't. I, I, I can't pronounce. Was it Grumpy? maybe
0: Shakira? Shak- no, do here yeah I, I know I know who you're talking about their GM I know who you're talking about yes
1: yeah well grumpy he <laughs> he determined that he is going to resign he resigned on Friday
0: oh
1: um, and I again like there's been so much going on hockey news wise I have not seen everything but the president of hockey operations and general manager John and uh, I <laughs> Man, I'm having I'm having a real hard time reading today, I guess. I am not very articulate either. Uh, but he was going to terminate his contract. And, you know, he, they have people out there calling him a quitter and a liar. And, you know, I, I don't blame him. I, I can't. <laughs> He's a young guy.
0: He's really, young. He's really yes. young. Yes,
1: he is. Yes, he, he is. Probably, I,
0: you know what probably happened, TJ? He probably got a little bit overwhelmed from the job and just says, Mommy, can I move back home because I can't handle the real world? Can I go back home?
1: I think his name is pronounced Jean Shika, and I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, that's it. And that's at least how it's spelled phonetically. I believe that's how it would be pronounced, but I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, And, again, I don't keep up too much with the Arizona Coyotes because they're all the way out west, and, again, they don't really make much noise.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, I don't care about him. I guess we don't have to worry about him because if you quit as a GM, it's not like you're going to get another job anytime soon. Uh, well, I was
1: just talking about for the Taylor Hall situation, hard to imagine him wanting to re-sign right now in Arizona. Um, and, again, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces there. But you have to figure he might be a guy who, who is definitely going to hit the free agent market this offseason.
0: It shouldn't matter. We can't sign him.
1: I know, and that's what I was about to say. It's not like it really matters. I know Arthur Staple was tweeting about it, but it doesn't really matter because based off of our current cap situation and who we need to sign back and who we have to sign back next year, we have nowhere near the amount of funds to entice a a guy like Taylor Hall to our team
0: and organization. Hence why when the expansion draft comes, you make sure you expose everybody who makes money on your team, everybody, and make uh, uh, Seattle – Draft, take one of those players. You don't give them the option to draft a young player. You just don't give them the option. You're only well, take one.
1: There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to expose these higher-priced players because they need to go ahead and free up some cap space too. Um, yeah, it's, grumpy. it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that regard. But, you know, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. I know we were trashing on Lou Lamarillo for his either counting mistake or ineptitude. his inability to understand – yeah, ineptitude to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but now I kind of want to shift gears a little bit to talking about the Islanders matchup against the Florida Panthers. Now, as much as we were trashing on the Islanders, Lou Lamarillo, I do think they're going to roll the Florida Panthers. I think they are going to perform at top level. I think they're going to come out of the gates and they're going to look good. I think the Islanders are really going to play well against the Florida Panthers. And I don't say, and I usually don't speak like this grumpy old man. I'm not sure if it's because we haven't had NHL hockey in so long or it's because I feel extremely confident in this group, especially when they're able to start the season off, just like they, just like the way they started the season this year. They always start off hot. They're able to go ahead and keep that good, sound defensive structure, and I expect them to play well.
0: Well, the Islanders are going to have to score the first goal if they're going to win. They, can go, they cannot go down to Florida and expect to win. Florida can play offense. They can. I also think that we're going to beat Florida. I don't think they're going to roll over Florida. Uh, but I think that we will beat Florida. I'm
1: talking where the majority of the games are going to be comfortable for us. You know how the Islanders' style, grumpy old man. A lot of times it can be a little nerve wracking. We don't necessarily know what's going to happen, um, and it most times it's we're in our own defensive zone, trying to defend, 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 and we catch a team falling asleep or in a counterattack situation. We're able to go ahead and put a points up on points up on the scoreboard. But I think we're really going to bring action to the Florida Panthers. I really do. I remember, the Florida Panthers had really lost a few inter- interesting and important parts of their roster before the coronavirus hit, and they traded them off at the trade deadline. So you, you wonder how they're going to also respond to that.
0: Yeah, they were struggling going into the break. This can, And so were we, honestly. So it's a reset for both teams. You know, And that's the whole thing. We really don't know until we actually see the first game. Uh, you know, how it's going to play out. Uh, but I'm with you. I think that I think the defense, the teams that play de- very good defense are going to be the teams that start off well or should hypothetically start off well. Um, like I said, but that being said, if we wind up going down down a couple of goals to Florida, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're I'm going to
1: I'm make- gonna argue when, whenever we go down a couple goals to any team, we're going to be in trouble, grumpy old man. Yeah. We're not a team that puts up a lot of points on the board. Well, Grumpy Old Man, the first game the Islanders are going to play are going to be against the Florida Panthers on Saturday. Um, now, Grumpy, do you have any special plans for the game? I know, obviously, with COVID-19, you know, it's kind of hard. If, I don't know if you're you were going to go out to the bar or going to go there to a watch party or anything like that. Do you have any special plans for the game, Grumpy Old Man?
0: I'm going to do like – I, you know what, I, like I said, there's no shame in my game because I'm always the same. I watch the games from home. Can you really pay attention to what's going on in a game if you go to a bar or a watch party?
1: I do agree. I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of that. Um, if I really didn't have to pay attention, sure, I can go to a watch party or something like that. I didn't mind going to a watch party for an NHL draft party or something like that because there's so much going on. And, again, like you only want to really pay attention to your team and what they pick. And all the research and information you've gathered have been done in advance. Um, but to watch an actual game, yeah, I do agree. It's kind of a little difficult to focus when you got all that noise and and you know you're chatting up with your friends and everything like that. It's kind of hard to go ahead and pay attention to it.
0: Well, the fact that that's why you're not an NHL expert and analyst like I am. Because, <laughs> you know, the fact that you, you would even consider going to a watch party to watch anything NHL related shows that you're not prepared for your job. That's why you're not an expert. Because I like to see everything that goes on, all the nuances. Now i got to worry about somebody spear, spilling a beer on me or somebody, you know, talking or about Or when the
1: food's coming or anything like yeah, that. No, I, don't, I understand.
0: I, I want If I want something to eat, I'll cook it myself. You know what I'm saying? During commercials. That's what I do.
1: Well, I can tell you this, grumpy old man. I don't ever have to worry about there being uh, Islander meetups uh, in the state where I'm located in the central the central time zone. I can promise you, in this state, there are no Islander fans, or if they are, I can count them all on one hand. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about any type of a watch party. I will definitely be watching from the comfort of my house as well, streaming the game.
0: Well, I don't blame you. That's that is, and that is what I'm going to do. And I, it's twelve o'clock. Next Saturday, so I mean, I have to get my uh, my physical activity in before then. And you know what? I'm sure I'm going to burn some calories watching the Islanders, especially if they do something stupid. Uh, you know, if they go down, it's just going to make me angry, and that you know, that's not good either.
1: I just hope they don't come out and get rolled. I really feel confident. This, at least for the first round, I really feel confident about the Islanders facing off against the Florida Panthers. I really do. Um, I, I'm actually really excited to see Matt Barzal back in action. Um, and I know he's obviously the most exciting player we have on the team, but I'm really excited to see him back in action.
0: What's the over and under that Matt Barzell gets benched during a playoff series? No,
1: I, you know, Grumpy, I don't think that's even in the realm of possibilities. I don't think that's going to happen. He's, he's way like, too valuable to our team to do something so stupid.
0: Really? Because they've done it numerous times in the last two years. Numerous times.
1: Well, Trotz has done that with younger players for the Washington Capitals back in that time period. But he hasn't done anything like that uh, for the New York Islands, at least since he's been the head coach here. And I never would envision him ever benching Matt Barzal. I'm pretty sure there'd be a mutiny on hands, at least amongst fans.
0: <laughs> he's, well, he could care less because that's the only guy who gets benched on this team is a young, the only guy, the only offensive talent we have on the roster is the only guy that he benches. And I got to think, you know what the reason is? Matt Barzell, you are looking too good out there. You're making all the the other ham and egg or jags that are on this team look bad. So we're going to have to bench you to slow up your production so we can make these hacks look like they're better than they are.
1: Is that your conspiracy theory, Grumpy Old Man?
0: That's reality.
1: (laughs) That's reality. That's your reality, Grumpy Old Man. That That is is for sure. it It is. Oh, grumpy. Well, is there anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap things up here?
0: No, I am excited for the NHL, though, without a doubt. I'm super excited.
1: Oh, grumpy. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm excited as soon as I go ahead and hit end on the recording of this podcast to watch this, this young lady um, go ahead and speak about the Seattle Kraken. I'm excited this Saturday for a little bit of a New York Islanders hockey action. That is for sure. And um, I'm excited to go ahead and podcast next Sunday. We're going to have a little bit of hockey action actually talk about, and I I can't wait.
0: And hopefully it'll be something positive.
1: (laughs) Positive vibes, Grumpy Old Man. Positive vibes. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast, Grumpy Old Man.
0: My pleasure as always.
1: And thank you so much again to the Hockey Podcast Network. They allow us to go ahead and publish this podcast on multiple different platforms. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find the Hockey Podcast Network's version of the Never Say Die podcast. So thank you so much to them, and thank you again, Grumpy Old Man.